that we proclaim Christ's reign. I'm switching over, John. The text from Colossians is a powerful reminder of all we've been given under this glorious reign. Rescued from darkness and its power. Granted citizenship in a new realm that far surpasses any earthly allegiances. Redeemed and granted forgiveness. Colossians tells us why Christ reigns. In Jesus we find the image of God that no human can perceive. Jesus is marked as the firstborn of all creation, a title that means he holds control of that creation. The Son is the agent through whom all things were made, even all earthly governments we think so mighty, even all the invisible powers of nature we continue to discover and explore, and the Son holds all of this together. Christ is the head of the church. The first resurrected, God worked through Christ to bring reconciliation to everything, to all conflicts, earthly and heavenly, to all brokenness in creation, even to our troubled hearts by making peace, Colossians says, through the blood of the cross. Our Protestant theology, when we encounter a phrase like that, may push us to think of Christ as simply a suffering victim. But we need to hearken back to verse 11 of this text when Paul prays that the Colossians would be made strong by Christ's strength that comes from his glorious powers. The power of Christ was not suspended when he was arrested and returned only when he was resurrected. Jesus told Pilate he could call down angels to intervene. Jesus chose not to, not because he was abdicating the use of his power, but because he intended to use his power for a different purpose. I read an article in the Christian Century recently that provided part of the inspiration for this sermon. It talked about the orthodox tradition of the Christian faith and how it has always proclaimed the power displayed by Christ in the crucifixion. John of Damascus, one of the Eastern Church Fathers, said that the crucifixion destroyed the power of demons and the deceit of the devil. Melito of Sardis said that Christ killed death the killer of men and that he clothed death with shame. Melito offered the following invitation in the name of the crucified Christ. I am the one, says the Christ, I am the one that destroyed death and triumphed over the enemy and trod down Hades and bound the strong one and carried off man to the heights of heaven. I am the one, says the Christ. The church fathers drew their inspiration for this idea directly from the apostles, Consider Pauline passages that focus on the power of the cross. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul urged preaching Christ crucified, calling it the wisdom of God and the power of God to the saved. In Colossians chapter 2, when speaking of the crucifixion, Paul writes, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them. 
In Corinthians chapter 2, Paul says that the rulers of the world had understood the consequences of condemning Christ, they would not have crucified him. And in that same text, Paul uses the title, the Lord of glory for Jesus. James Payton, the author of this article, points out this is a stunning way to talk about someone who suffered the horrors of the crucifixion. What can we learn from this? One, one place I couldn't help but go is think about how church leadership bemoans the fact that so many want to jump from the parade of Palm Sunday to the empty tomb, the good news of Easter. Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday services are less attended than they used to be. We even discontinued our own church's participation in the Good Friday Walk of Christian Witness last year because so few of our members were walking or coming to the worship service. And there's certainly plenty of cultural pressures that have reduced participation. But perhaps part of the cause of that is our failure in proclamation. We may have emphasized Christ as a victim of violence and failed to proclaim the power that the crucifixion shows. And this turns out to be about much more than just fewer people in church a couple of days of the year. Christians encounter suffering in our lives like everyone else. It is a part of the human condition. The power of God was displayed in Christ's suffering. What if we took hold of the amazing truth that even in our own life and in our own suffering, the power of God could be active and displayed? In suffering, we need reserves of power. Those who face medical treatment need strength to endure the side effects and to maintain a positive attitude that will aid them in healing. Those who face domestic violence need power to break from abusive relationships. Addicts need power to persevere through recovery and maintain sobriety. Those seeking healing from depression need power to build positive self-care habits. The cross of Christ is not just a symbol of redemption from sin, but it also represents incredible power to help us when we suffer. This isn't some sort of passive acceptance of the hurt we encounter in life. This is an exercise of faith that allows the power of God to work through our pain and even to break the power of suffering. And this doesn't just work on the individual level. There's more to it than that. The Gospel of John recounts how several disciples gathered at the foot of the cross when Jesus was crucified. They were there for Jesus and for Jesus' mother, who had to witness the death of her son. The community of faith suffered together. The power of God was present in that touching moment. Being present with those who suffer through visits, through cards, through prayers, through those famous church casseroles, unleashes the power of the cross. I felt that support in my life, and I know, I know that many, many of you could recount similar stories when you move through times of suffering. What message of hope can the cross offer as an answer to the violence that infects our culture? 
Is this power shown by Jesus and his suffering one that can fuel the pursuit of justice and change our world needs? Jesus displayed God's power against the unjust violence of Rome. And there's still certainly plenty of structures, political and social, that cause harm. That power displayed by Christ on the cross is still at work in our world to overcome injustice and empowers victims of violence. And the world desperately needs that message. We can consider countless examples. Think of just these few that the abuse of power causes and how people are made to suffer. Countless refugees fleeing from war and terrible economic situations. Athletes abused by coaches and doctors. Actors manipulated by agents and others in the entertainment industry. Even the church abused children. When we think of transforming the world, the big examples jump out, and they are certainly important. Public protests and civil disobedience certainly are the calling for some. Campaigns that call out governments or companies can do this. There always will be, God will raise up strong public prophets like Martin Luther King Jr. But there are other quieter ways that this happens as well. In theaters now, there is a wonderful example of a Presbyterian minister who spoke quietly to the youngest and through them to all of us, teaching us the incredible power of God shown by Christ to transform our world. The list of lessons Mr. Rogers taught us are many. Some are amazingly subversive to the values of the world. And here are just a few that can help us find power when we suffer or when we encounter suffering in the lives of others. It's okay, whatever we feel. Happy or sad, scared or angry, confused or confident, all feelings, positive and negative, are part of our humanity. What a powerful truth for navigating those moments of suffering. Feelings aren't excuses for behaving badly. Here's some lyrics from one of his songs. I can stop when I want to, can stop when I wish. I can stop, stop, stop anytime. And what a good feeling to feel like this and know that the feeling is really mine. Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. For a girl can be someday a woman and a boy can be someday a man. We can stop our bad behavior. Jesus gives us the example and grants us the power. He could have called down angels. And instead, he used his power differently to forgive the ones who were killing him and to welcome a thief into the kingdom. Instead of calling down hatred and anger on those with whom we disagree, we can show love. Other people are different from us just as complex as we are. Another set of lyrics. Sometimes people are good and they do just what they should, but the very same people who are good sometimes are the very same people who are bad sometimes. It's funny, but it's true. It's the same, isn't it, for me? 
Isn't it the same for you? We all act like saints one day, and we all give in to our demons, recognizing that in ourselves. And understanding it in others allows us to love ourselves and others. We can work to make a difference right where we are. Everyone can help change the world. Everyone can care for others who are suffering and give them strength. Mr. Rogers cast minority actors in his show when the country was struggling through the civil rights movement. We might not have that same platform, but the power of the cross to bring reconciliation can be unleashed in our lives if we befriend someone who is very different than us. We are neighbors. Oh, his catchphrase. As Presbyterian minister Fred Rogers understood how powerful that word was, he knew the subversive lesson of the tale of the Good Samaritan. He was inviting us to step out of the roles and structures and bubbles that society creates into the lives of others where they live. All our lives are a journey down the Jericho Road. We will encounter the suffering of others. Will we move to the other side and pass by quickly, or will we stop and care for the wounded person who has fallen and impart to them, to him or to her, a measure of the power of the cross? Christ reigns. He reigned in power even through his suffering on the cross. He shows us and our world an amazing and powerful path through suffering. He was crucified and victorious, and he grants that same victory to us as sinful, feeble humans. What good news on this day. What a great message to carry forth. Amen.